Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Fraud Pod. I am your host, Frankie Rodriguez. As always, this show is about anything and everything and nothing all at the same time. I think I just coined that as my catchphrase now after however many years I've been doing this. I don't know why, because I just realized this show really is (laughs) about nothing. Like, there's not one topic you're going to find on The Fraud Pod. It's going to be a myriad. A myriad? A myriad of things. I don't even know if I said that right. Dude, this episode, just so you guys know, right off the bat, this episode is going to be a brain dump. It's just going to be a million different topics covered. We're going to go all through the forest of craziness, down the valley to what the F-ville, and then back up to what the hell's going on town. Because I have a million things. The thing is, like, for solo episodes, I sometimes make notes. And then sometimes when I'm drinking, I make notes. And then sometimes I, like, think I have a great topic of discussion for the whole episode. And then I realize it was kind of stupid. So I basically open up my notes on my laptop right here. And I'm going through all the things that I've written down probably for at least like a couple weeks, if not months. So we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, I do want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I know it's, I know, I know I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Okay. It's been like three weeks since the last episode. Not a good look. I understand it. But if you knew what was going on behind the scenes of my life, you would give me a break. At least I think you would. I don't know if you're a nice person. I really don't like Thanksgiving. To be completely honest, let's start off there. I don't like Thanksgiving. I think it's an overrated holiday. I think it's just a buffer between spooky season and Christmas season. And I think we should stop celebrating it. That's my hot take of the day. Because I actually brushed up on some history of uh, Thanksgiving with the colonists and the Wampanoag and all that stuff. And it was fucked up, dude. It was a fucked up situation. I'm just going to say it. You know, we came over there. We said, oh, cool. You have all this land. You have all this food and shit. Like, we just want to share it or take it. And they're like, yeah, like, we're nice. We're going to share it with you. Everything's going to be great. Like, all right, cool. Broke bread, hung out. We didn't really think about how, you know, these people were living peacefully. No one was roughing up their shit. Everything was good. And then we bring the disease over to the Wampanoags. Poor Wampanoags, man. They're just trying to relax and hang out and eat and like dance around a fire. And then we come over and we fucking <coughs> all over them. And then literally it killed almost all of the Wampanoags. And I don't mean to laugh, but like, why do we celebrate that? Why is that like a, ooh, this is nice. This is like something we should do. I forget the lady's name, but she wrote a letter to Abraham Lincoln in like 17-something telling him, 18-something? Telling him that they should make it a national holiday, and he he passed it, you know, because Abe was just trying to make everyone happy, because he was a solid dude. But (laughs) I just don't get it. Like, now it's about being off from work and then shopping the next day. Like, do we not have anything better to do with our lives? I just don't get it. I just don't. I, I'll never get it. I, re- I really will never get it. 
I think I'm getting a cold. Good thing I'm vaxxed. If you're not vaxxed by now, you know, figure it out. I I think, at least. I don't, oh man, this is where we're going to go down a side street right now. Follow me. I will never understand why people are so afraid of the vaccine. I will never understand it. Here's the thing. It's one thing if you're like immune compromised or like you have like, you know, something where you're allergic to one of the pieces in the vaccine or one of the ingredients, if you will. If you are not allergic or immune compromised, just shut the fuck up and get the vaccine. Like it's such, I, I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off like with cursing and stuff, but like, it's such a bitch move to be like, I don't know what's in that thing, dude. It's medicine. Okay. Scientists from all over the world have inspected this fucking thing and made sure that it's not going to kill you by going in your body. You want to know why that would be a big problem. That would be a huge problem. If, Hey, we're going to distribute all this, this vaccine to billions of people and everyone fucking died or had a bad reaction. J and J, I understand that was kind of fucked up, but even that was like a very small percentage of people that got a little bit messed up or some people died RIP. But like, it's just one of those things where I don't get why people care so much. Like all of a sudden everyone's like, I don't know what's in that. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't trust the government. It's like, dude, you're a fucking minuscule piece of dust in this universe, dude. So relax and shut up and get the vaccine. It's just going to help you. It's going to help other people. And that's it. It's just the funniest thing to me that like now people are like, I don't know what's in it. I'm not going to put it in my body. It's like, dude, you freaking snore cocaine on the weekends. You don't know what's in that. I don't know. I understand people don't like being controlled. Like, I get it. Me either. But it's like not, it's not even about, it's not about that. It's not about that. On another note, on a lighter note, I have been trying to figure out what in the world an NFT is. The more I look into it, the more confused I think I am because I think I'm just like, so for people who don't know, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, I believe, which essentially means in like the cryptocurrency world, you know, uh, they're fungible, which means like they're tradable and like there's not one of a kind. Non-fungible tokens means it's one of a kind. So like I first heard about this, I think in the beginning of summer, I know it's been out longer, but I heard about sports highlights like a clip of it being sold as an nft and like whoever buys it owns that clip and i was like okay so it's kind of like a trading card but online and essentially that's what it is it it could be anything from a from a, a a gif yes it's gif not gif a picture art music a video clip a whole video I mean, if you want to go extreme, I mean, like a a movie could turn into an NFT if you, you know, but the biggest selling point on it is that it's non-fungible, which means like when you buy it, you own it. You're the only person that owns that blockchain, that online, that 
that piece. I don't know. So essentially, someone could buy a picture of anything and, and and buy the NFT of it. And then like the picture could be all over the place. Like people could screenshot it and send it to whoever they want, but they don't own it. You own it. And my question is, who the fuck cares? Like, like who cares? It just, I don't understand why it's like such a big deal. And maybe it's because, I mean, I'm not old, I'm 27, but like, here's the thing. I keep thinking back my generation, I was born in 94. So we were like the first generation that like kind of really came up with the internet and everything. And if you think about it, the internet's been kind of out since maybe late 80s, early 90s. So like it's about 30 years old, the internet. And I think I underestimated how quick, because the inter- the internet grew exponentially up until this point, right? And it's funny because, like, it makes sense, like, thinking, like, oh, in the future, we're going to be able to sell things online and, like, own pieces of of art and stuff online. And it makes sense when you say it out loud and think about it. I just didn't think it was going to happen this quick. So I feel old bashing the NFT stuff. Like, I get it. Like, I knew it was eventually going to be a thing. I just thought, like, in, like, when I'm dead, you know? Like... <laughs> 23 27 or something like that i didn't think it's only been 30 years and now you can own real estate online that's another thing this forget nfts the metaverse what first of all i'm sorry is this a christopher nolan film the metaverse is this starring matthew mcconaughey and leonardo dicaprio in space it's ridiculous. Yesterday I saw an article. A couple just got married in the metaverse. <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of The Office with Dwight. And he was playing the game called Second Life. And you literally have a second life in a digital world. Like people are going to be going online to go cheat on their wives in the metaverse. Which sounds ridiculous when you say it, but it, it's going to happen. I'm sure it is happening right now as we speak. I just personally can't wrap my head around it at this moment. I'm not opposed to NFTs. Like, I think it's it's an interesting thing. I don't like the fact that seven-year-olds are making millions of dollars drawing freaking shitty-looking giraffes and selling them for $30,000 on the internet. That is ridiculous. I don't think that should be a thing. Is it part jealousy? Sure, I guess. But it's part like, I don't think seven-year-olds should be able to just draw shitty drawings and then say it's an NFT and then sell it because there's a bunch of fucking rich millennials and Gen Zs out there that can just drop money at the drop of a hat. Like That needs to be regulated in my mind. Also, another thing about NFTs, again, I'm learning about it, is it's very easy to launder money in NFTs because they're not regulated yet by like the government. Same thing with cryptocurrency. Like I'm kind of into cryptocurrency. I buy some here and there and I'll try to short sell or whatever, but like it's just crazy how quick the online like it's like the online is becoming real life and people are forgetting that we're living a real life. Like how depressing is that? Can we just fucking live 
and like enjoy this physical world. I remember on an old episode of Chumming for Sharks, shout out Chumming for Sharks, another show on this network that you could follow. We're kind of in pause mode right now because Sean had a child. But I remember I made a joke and it really was a joke. I wasn't even thinking like that this would be real. I was like, what if eventually you could lose your virginity virtually? And like, that's going to be a thing. Like, it's going to be like, oh, are you a virgin? It's like, well, yeah, my physical body, but not my virtual body. And it's like, dude, get a life. Like, get a life. I just, I can't really wrap my head around it fully because I'm still learning about it. Oh, here. So when I was looking through NFTs on Twitter, this is what really blew my mind. Like this, I can't, I still can't explain it. Someone tweeted, I don't know when this was, uh, November 27th. I just sold a plot of land on Decentraland, which is one of the lands in the metaverse. I don't know. There's like five main lands in the metaverse, if that makes any sense. For $93,000 that I bought for $100 in 2017. What the F? Then underneath this thread, a guy goes, digital real estate. I think land development will catch on next. Buy, build, sell, or rent. Digital landlords in all the metaverses. Another person. Thousand percent this will happen. People will have full-time jobs in the metaverse. Advertising, sales, etc. Like, just, just, just t- try to digest that. So we essentially are running out of shit to do on our earth, our physical earth in our lives. And we don't want to buy and sell and rent in the physical world. We want to buy land in a virtual world, build businesses, apartments, houses, and rent them in the virtual world. What? I just, again, I don't want to be that old guy screaming at a cloud, but like, what does that accomplish? Other than a scam to make money. No one is benefiting from owning a fucking penthouse in Decentraland. And having a full-time job in a virtual world? Brain fart, dude. Like, what? I just... I, I thought that this shit would be happening when I'm 80. You know? I think that's what I really, it's a hard pill to swallow. I thought me and my wife would be in a retirement home all old and, uh, you know, and our kids would be like, oh, your grandson owns a, uh, oh, he's not old. (laughs) Your grandson owns a penthouse in Decentraland. Oh, where is that? In Orlando? No, it's in the metaverse. What's the metaverse? Well, dad, you see, there's these things called NFTs. And essentially what they are is a picture of an ape and it's, it's not the ape that they own dad, right? It's the blockchain that they own. And I'll be like, can't, can't people just screenshot it and share it? Yeah, dad, but that's not the point. Like, you know, that's kind of a joke towards the people who own the NFTs, but like they always say, well, yeah, I have the real thing. And I'd be like, just shoot me now. Like it's, it's like, dude. Like, we're bored. We are fucking bored. We are bored human beings. And when, like, people say get a hobby, this is not the hobby. 
selling child paintings and pictures for $30,000 because you own the NFT, you own the blockchain. I wrote down, you can own a picture of the Mona Lisa. Like, I'm a fucking genius. So, like, essentially, the Mona Lisa is, you know, an art piece. I saw it. Not a big deal. It's really not that great. Not gonna lie. But if I went up to it and I snapped a picture of it and then I went online and I made, I turned it into an NFT, I could be like, hey, who wants to buy this picture of Mona Lisa and you're the only owner of it? $300,000. And like you could buy it and be like, I own a picture of the Mona Lisa. Not the Mona Lisa, a picture of the Mona Lisa. And guess what? I guarantee one, that'll happen. And two, I guarantee the picture of the Mona Lisa will be worth more than the Mona Lisa itself. And that's how you know we're living in a fucking simulation. You want to talk about that we're making metaverses and you want to tell me that we're not living in a simulation? You're the one that's crazy. I got to go take a pee. Be right back. All right, back from the pee break. Hope you guys are still here. Hope you guys are still doing well. Oh, before we get into this next thing, I had to bring this up. Dude, the other day after work, I went to Wendy's. My wife was like, listen, I want Wendy's for dinner. I said, say no more. Went home or went straight to Wendy's. Was stuck in traffic most of the time. Got to Wendy's. The freaking drive through line went around the corner, of course, because everyone wants Wendy's. Also, a hot take, not so hot. Wendy's has not only the best burgers, the best chicken sandwich and nuggets out of all of the fast food restaurants. I will die on that hill. The only better burger that I don't have access to because I'm on the East Coast is In-N-Out Burger. So if In-N-Out Burger was over here, they would beat Wendy's, but they're not. So Wendy's best burgers, best chicken sandwiches, best nuggets. So I'm waiting online, right? There's about seven cars ahead of me. You know, I already know my order. I'm not that type of person who gets up to the to order food and I'm like, oh, I need a minute. No, dude, I'm ready to go. Okay, you say, hey, how are you? I go, I'm doing well. How are you? This is what I'm getting. Okay. So I'm already in my head. I'm like repeating it, you know, just like, all right, two junior bacon cheeseburgers, two tempeh nuggets, and an Asiago uh, ranch chicken sandwich. All right. I'm just repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Before you know it, I'm up to order. One of the best feelings ever when you're like, oh, I know what I'm getting. Oh, I know it's going to be good. Pull up. The young lady says, hi, how are you? I go, I'm well, how are you? I'm going to get, and she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I go, what? Like interrupting me, what? I'm ready to rally it off. I'm ready to go. She says, we're only taking cash. Is that okay? No, no, it's not okay. What is it, 1999? We have metaverses now and NFTs and cryptocurrency. Money? Physical cash? George Washington? No, I don't have any money on me and it's not okay. She's like, well, we're only taking cash at the moment. The worst thing in the world. That's the second time that's happened to me in my lifetime. Pisses me off every time. 
So now I have to go, no, it's not okay. And then I have to sit behind the cars that are, because it's a one lane, you know, one lane. You got to sit and wait for them to go around and pay. Then they go up and pick up their food. So I had to wait another five minutes to get around. And then I had to go to a bank. I almost forgot how to use an ATM. No one gets out cash anymore. Cash doesn't exist. Cash is fake. Actually, it's crazy that I'm saying that because really, it should be the other way around. Cash is not fake, but it's just, it's very hard. It's very, you never come by it, you know? So then I had to go take out money, go back around, wait again in that long ass line. And then when she said, do you have cash? I said, yeah, it's good. I got mad cash. (laughs) Oh man, it pissed me off though. Like, put a sign up. Like, you got mad cars in the line. Put a sign up that says, we're only taking cash right now. Sorry, you probably don't have cash because NFTs and cryptocurrency exist. So if you're reading this, go to your nearest bank and try to remember how to use an ATM. Thanks. That's what you should do. But instead, you let all these people come home on a Friday, sit in traffic, then sit and wait half hour in your stupid line, and then you go, we're taking cash only. Is that okay? It's not okay. Don't even ask that. Just say, we're only taking cash, and then wait for their response. It's probably going to be, God damn it. No one has cash. No one has cash. (sighs) I just had to tell you guys that story because I... I needed to share my frustration with somebody. Might as well be you guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I know it's all over the place. I know I'm being a little bit wild, but it's been a while. And again, I'm just glad that I I can finally record an episode for you guys because it's been like three weeks. So I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. (laughs) I tweeted this the other day. And I've talked about this probably on uh, a couple episodes a a long time ago. Um, But let me go pull up the tweet. Hold on. So I tweeted, man, if I was in college today, I'd be the best damn student. I'm so curious, interested about so many different subjects. I'd be sitting front row taking notes like a madman. Shame we all have to go to school when we're freaking children with no clue what interests us. And honestly... It's so true, though. It really is so true, and it gets me mad every time. Like, I forget about college, and then every once in a while, I remember it because student loans. And then I just think to myself, isn't it unbelievable that we live in a society where it's normal to send 18-year-old, sometimes 17-year-old, but 18-year-old children I say this every time. If you're an 18-year-old, you're a child, okay? You're a kid. I don't care what anyone says. Legally an adult. No, you're not. You don't even know what to do with your life. You're 18. We send children away to college. We give them, I say we, but banks and schools give them thousands of dollars. Well, not the schools, but the banks. Give them thousands of dollars in loans to go away to a school for four years, to literally party it up, possibly graduate. Look at these graduation rates. They're like 50, 60%. Some schools are 80, 90 or whatever. Usually those are schools that specialize in some kind of 
um, some like specific thing that people go to school for, which I'll get into. But we send the kids away because that's the normal thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, was it was that what you were supposed to do back in 1966? Probably. But we live in the 21st century. Again, we live in a world where there's a metaverse. We sell NFTs and seven-year-olds are millionaires. College, I'm not going to say is not necessary, but college is not as necessary as it was back in 1966. Now, with that being said, I don't think it should be forget college, you don't need it, whatever. I think if you're 18 and you know you want to be a doctor, you know you want to be a lawyer, you know you want to be a surgeon, uh, engineer, you know, yeah, go go ahead, go out there. You know, you, it's going to take a long time. You have a lot of studying. And at least in that, those first couple of years, you can really, you know, realize if that's what you want to do or not. But here's something I wrote down, or actually I found out. I got to see if there's an article. Um, <clears throat> so I found out that the rational part of a young adult's brain does not fully fully develop until age 24 or 25. So again, the rational part of a young adult's brain does not fully develop until age 24 and 25. Now, I'm not going to give you a bunch of sources. You can go Google that yourself. You'll find the same thing that I found because I looked at a million different articles about it. But that personally blew me away because, again, why do we think it's smart to have 18-year-olds go away thousands of miles, whatever, hundreds of miles, even if it's in the same state, give them 40 grand a year to go study basic stuff, like like just a whole bunch of stuff to try to find out if they're going to find what they like out on a, out on a whim when they're not even fully developed yet. Here's, here's what I would do. If it were up to me, you graduated 18, obviously high school. I think you should have three years of working experience. So you just work until you're 21. So whether that means you, you know, there's things, you know, instead of going like, Oh, okay. I like, I, I want to get a, a liberal arts degree. Right. So instead of going to school and just hopping into like the random courses and then two years into it, you're done with your gen ed courses. Then you're hopping into liberal art, liberal arts or whatever. And you realize I don't even want to do this. Now you already wasted two years of your life and you wasted uh, thousands of thousands of dollars work for three years. Go around, get experience, try different things, try arts, try, uh, I don't know, try doing manual labor, try working in offices, try do internships. This is like your time to like fail and do bad basically, or do good, but like find what you like to do and what interests you genuinely. And then after the three years, you can enroll into a college after your 21st birthday with your high school transcript and all of your work experience. So your work experience, whether you were at one place for three years or whether you hopped around for three years, you get your bosses or owners or whatever to just write down, like fill out a paper that comes with all the freaking kids that when they're graduate high school, everyone gets a bunch of papers. They say, when you get a job, you hand this in, they fill it out, what you learned, how you did, whether it was good or bad, just to give the college... A, you know, a little bit more information about you and your interests. And then 
when you get accepted or if you get accepted, the college can work with you to really put you in a program that makes sense for what you want to do now that you have that knowledge. It's amazing that like we think when we graduate college, we're adults. We're ready to 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 hit the ground running and 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 that's it. We're gonna find our career and work. You're 22. Your brain's not even fully developed yet. Like, I I truly believe we're really not fully adults until probably around 25. But even without the brain thing, I'm 27 and I still kind of feel like a child. That's just because I have like a really immature, you know, actually I'm, I'm really mature. I really am mature, but I have like, I don't know. Not that it's not, I don't just not care for the world or life. It's more of like, it's not that serious type of mentality. So I feel like that makes me feel like I'm really not 27 and older, you know, but it's, it's, it's just wrong. It's so wrong. All I know is like when my kid comes to me and says, you know, they're 16 or 17. And if they say, listen, I want to go to college because I want to do this. That is great. That's awesome. Chase your dreams. Do what you want to do. If they say they're 16, 17, they go, listen, I need to take a, a break. I need to take a year off, maybe two. I'm going to just work and get a job and like try to figure it out. That's fine. You have so much time to figure it out. Now, if they're 27, like me, and they, they then and they realize they don't want to work, they don't want to go to college, whatever, then they have to figure it out. But listen, at this point, they could go freaking sell NFTs of their, uh, uh, you know, of whatever, of a giraffe and make more money than I made in my lifetime. So who am I to judge? It's just, we got to change the narrative of college, college, college. You got to go to college uh, and you got to know what you want to do when you're 18. And when you're out of college, you better find a job because you got to pay off all those loans that you took out. Literally setting up for failure. And it happens every year. And listen, it might be a tough sell because now kids, they just want to go away to get drunk and hang out and party for four years. That's what I wanted to do. But I learned my lesson. Now I'm just trying to spread the news. That's all. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on from college before I pop a blood vessel in my eye. And um, let's move on to some of the questions that you guys had for me. You can always send in questions at FraudPod Studios. Um, either DM me or sometimes in the story. I'll put a story out. You can send questions. Um, so I have two questions. Let's get into it. First question. What are your thoughts on Midnight Mass? Did you like it? I, it's funny that you asked that because I literally was supposed to talk about this two episodes ago with my wife. Um, Midnight Mass, for you guys that don't know, it's on Netflix. It is a, it's not really a horror. It's like a thriller, um, like eight episodes. It's the guy who made, I want to say it's Mike Flanagan. I could be totally wrong. It's the guy who made Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. I'm a huge horror nut. I love horror movies. I love horror shows. I'm more into like the ghost, demonic, psychological horrors than slashers. I think slashers are just cheesy and gross, to be honest, but that's just me. Anyway, so Midnight Mass, I'm not going to do any spoilers if you haven't seen it, but you definitely should go go see it if you haven't. Um, you don't need to be a horror fan to, uh, to like this. But I, to be honest, Midnight Mass was very triggering for me. 
I did not expect to feel that type of way for a show. Um, and what I'm talking about is, so the, the main character, there's a bunch of main characters, but one of the main characters is a priest. Monsignor Pruitt is his name. And um, a lot of the show he spends, there's a lot of monologues, there's a lot of long shots in the church, a lot of talks between the, um, a lot of dialogue between the priest and other people. There's also a a nurse. There's also a nun um, that is also very triggering. And what I mean by that is if you grew up Catholic or Christian, like I did, and went to church every Sunday and, you know, lived that whole part of your life, um, it's going to... It's going to bring back memories. It's going to bring back things that you, uh, or you're either going to enjoy looking back on them or be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's very um, cult like, if you will. Um, and I'm not saying it's like that for all Catholic churches or all priests, but there's definitely some out there that are like uh, Monsignor Pruitt in this show who basically manipulate words and try to make you feel certain ways about the Bible and Jesus and God. That just seems like very like manipulative, manipulative. Jeez, I can't speak. Um, and it bothered me, but like, that's good. Like that means it's a good show. Like they did a good job portraying that feeling of, of feeling like you're in the wrong because of x y and z and they use the bible as a weapon you know what i mean like it's very um but again it's not all about that there's a twist so like if that bores you and you're like oh i don't want to watch a show about the bible and catholicism it's not just about that there's a twist that makes it scary and all that other stuff but that element of the show really made me mad like i genuinely was like mad at characters for the way they acted by using the Bible as a weapon and basically, you know, the whole cult like feeling really bothered me. So I give it like a nine out of 10. It was a really, really, really good show. I'm actually going to rewatch it. Um, cause the acting is like, it's so good. It, it, it does drag at times cause there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of, um, one shot, you know, like, conversations that just ugh, just kind of drags but um i forget the guy's name uh who plays the priest hold on i'm gonna look it up hamish linklater is his name yeah he was in um the big short which is another great film um he's amazing he literally stole the show he made me feel like he was an actual priest uh it, it was crazy but uh i highly recommend it anyway So that's my thoughts on Midnight Mass. And the second question, which I don't know why you asked me this. I'm not really a big Marvel fan, but is Toby going to make an appearance in the new Spider-Man? Why or why not? Um, I think it's kind of obvious he has to at this point. I think even if it's for a little bit or if it's towards the end, Toby and Andrew are both going to make it in this movie. I don't think... Sony's very strategic with how they announce things and 
how they put things out and even their mistakes in the trailers and stuff are kind of, I think they're planned. So like for them to like have that mishap where lizard is jumping at nothing and then gets kicked by nothing. I feel like that was kind of planned. So like, I think it's all hype to get everything going. They also know if they release this movie and they don't even at least in the end credits, get Toby and Andrew to come out. They're going to have some backlash. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but like fans of Marvel are serious fans. They don't fuck around and they want what they want. And normally they get it because Sony listens to what they want. So they brought back the green goblin. They brought back Dr. Ock. They brought back lizard and Sandman and electro. So I think them hyping that up, there's got to be a big moment in the movie where Toby comes out and Andrew come out and they help uh, Tom, you know, defeat the bad guys. But that's just my two cents. I know nothing about Marvel, to be completely honest. I don't know anything about the multiverse. I don't know really anything. But just as like a movie fan and just knowing how Sony really works with their movies, I can't imagine they don't have Toby in the movie. And if they have Toby, they're going to have Andrew. Here's a, I'll give you a prediction. I have two predictions. It's either going to be, they're going to come at the end of the movie for the big fight at the end, or I really believe this and it would really suck if this happens. They're not going to be in it the entire movie. They might show up literally at the end scene just to like hype up the next one because that's what, movies do or they might not be it in in it at all and they show up in an end credit scene i really think it's going to be an end credit scene and if i'm right i feel bad for marvel fans and spider-man fans because i didn't buy tickets to go see it i could i asked my wife i said you want to go see spider-man and she was like no i was like all right cool i don't really need to see it either and i didn't buy tickets so i'm really not a huge fan and i really don't care that much i'll eventually see the movie but i'll feel bad for fans if they do the end credit scene to them because that's just like that's cold that's cold man but yeah that's what i that's my that's my thoughts on it so all right so let's move on to my favorite segment you guys know and love what's going on in america breaking news Breaking news, everybody. This is What's Going On in America, a segment where I find the most bizarre, wacky, crazy stories that are going on in America today, and we talk about it, and we laugh about it. So this uh, story that I just found, the title of it, (laughs) A Broken Toilet on SpaceX Capsule Means Astronauts Will Return to Earth in Diapers. Classic. Classic! You could build a rocket ship, but the toilet's broken. All right. The journey back to Earth from space is never easy, but the astronauts aboard the SpaceX capsule coming home Monday will have an extra challenge to deal with. No working toilet. The four members on SpaceX crew Dragon Endeavor, call it something else. Dragon Endeavor, dude? What do dragons have to do with space? We'll be wearing diapers as they splash down in order to prevent anything else from splashing too. Wow, funny. The crew for this mission, known as Crew 2, has been at the International Space Station since April and have spent nearly 200 days in space. 
It's been a very, very intense mission. A lot of things have happened, said Expedition Commander and French astronaut Thomas Pasquet <laughs> in a press conference over the weekend. Over the mission, they conducted a series of spacewalks. Yeah, I don't care about that. What happened to the toilet? This is not the first toilet issue on SpaceX Dragon capsule. An alarm went off on SpaceX all-tourist flight earlier this year, signaling a problem with the onboard waste management system. Bill Gerstenmeier, a vice president of Spice at SpaceX, Spice up your life. <laughs> uh, vice president at SpaceX later said in a press conference that the spacecraft's urine storage system had become disconnected in flight, allowing pooled urine to enter a fan system. It didn't cause any major problems on the flight. I hope not. Sounds like you guys got sprayed with a lot of piss. Similar problem was found uh, on Crew 2's capsule, which is why they had been taken offline for this return journey home. NASA and SpaceX engineers said they did uh, extensive tests to make sure that the urine leak from April, when the crew was last in Dragon capsule, would not have harmed the spacecraft over time. What are they? What are we doing? What are we? This is a side note. What are we doing in space? The SpaceX. I know is SpaceX the uh, the the new space force. That we have for our military? What the fuck are we doing up in up in space? Other than pissing all over the place. What are we doing? <laughs> like, there's nothing. Dude. I, I will never understand this world. We made a military... A, 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 a military... I can't say regime. A military group. Right? For space? What the fuck are we doing up in space? This isn't Star Wars. This isn't Star Trek. Get the fuck back down to Earth and fight some real fights. This is bullshit, dude. I don't care. This episode is going to be the I don't care episode. Okay, so literally they didn't tell me how the toilet broke. Basically, they had some problems. They had to shut down the toilet. Piss went flying everywhere and they can't use the toilets anymore. So now they're all wearing diapers. The funniest part about this whole story is that they planned for this. So they had diapers stored somewhere. So they're like, hey, anything happens to that toilet, put on one of those huggies. All right? Because this is going to be a long ride home. It is kind of disgusting when you think about it. You know? You're flying down into the atmosphere, but like you might be pooping your pants at the same time. And then like you land and then like everyone's like, you're a hero. You're great. And you're just like, I got to get out of these. (laughs) Holy shit. (sighs) Anyway, that was what's going on in America. Oh, well, that should conclude today's episode everybody i really appreciate it if you made it this far i know we really went off the tracks here i know it was kind of in your face a little ridiculous um but listen sometimes you have to have an episode like that and especially since i you know been gone for a couple weeks i really wanted to bring the heat so if you're still here thank you for for you know hanging out with me today i really loved having you here and you know us having a good talk good chat So if you want, 
You can follow the show and the studio at Fraud Pod Studios on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Frankie Fraud. Please go follow my other show under Fraud Pod Studios called Jocks of All Trades. That's a live sports talk show every Thursday night, 6.30, in this studio hosted by Andy and AJ Graziano. We talk sports. I'm the producer. I'm behind the camera. I talk a little bit here and there, and we talk about the world of sports every week live on Twitch. So you have to go to twitch.tv slash jocks of all trades. You can go follow it there. You can also buy some of the merch um, from Fraud Pod Studios, the Fraud Pod, and Jocks of All Trades on bonfire.com slash Fraud Pod Studios. All the links will be down in the description below on the YouTube video. Um, again, I really, uh, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me and, um, we'll see you on the next episode.